I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. I think it wasn't a cheery. And this is Monster of the Week, a creepy but necessary podcast where we are covering every single episode of the Supernatural Podcast. Nope, that's not what you call that. It's a Supernatural TV show, or the TV show called Supernatural, either way. We're not very professional at this, we're pro-am at best, so we're not I think doing there, too good. There's actually now, there is a podcast that's covering every, every episode of this podcast. Oh, is there? Is there a Monster of the Week daily podcast that we're not... Yeah, it's called My Diary. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. Okay, you, so, can, uh, oh, you can look on eBay for uh, Chris's diary if you want to get into some of that. There's there's a, if, assembly instructions and you know there's a lot of people on Tumblr that are trying to recreate it. So you can you can find all that stuff online. What if it was called Dad's Diary? Just what like you were was, calling like you're calling yourself Dad's Diary at that point. Yeah. Well, what if Sam and Dean they didn't have Dad's Journal they had Dad's Diary. Diary. <laughs> it would, it would change the entire like, context of the show. <laughs> absolutely man like that would be dad's diary <laughs> do not open <laughs> check dad's diary i don't have the key for it with the little key yes i was just about to make the little lock the little, little flap that would lock over he writes down the names of all of his crushes and- of course yeah all the results of his uh cosmo teens quizzes <laughs> yeah <laughs> you are most likely to be paired with a wendigo so that's definitely going to be our next podcast. Dad's oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Dad's Diary has got to be like just a, just dramatic readings from Dad's Diary could be you know the next nightmare, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Oh, <laughs> uh, Chris, how are you today? I'm doing all right. You know, it's really warm out today, uh, but I'm ready to talk about some hunks. Cool. I like talking about hunks. Uh, we are finally finishing out season two like we're getting these are the last two episodes and uh, i am very excited because they're both very very good and oh boy is there a lot of emotion in these last two there's some there's some drama just some yeah some serious drama serious drama um since we're at the end of the season this is a quick reminder that uh we do feedback episodes at the end of every season so if you're listening to this the day it comes out which will be a thursday then next thursday uh the we'll have our feedback episode in place so do not hesitate please go right now and send us all of your comments and prompts or questions i have it on good authority that autumn is cooking up a very very good uh hunk mirror kill for us this season that's not gonna be the same as last season so i'm she won't Damn. tell me. She won't tell me who it is. She's she's got a secret, so I don't. You're gonna, you're gonna see what it is. Um, but if you have any other prompts like hunt, Mary kill, just let us know. Um, or if you just have questions about the show, or comments about season two, or literally just want us to read your bad supernatural poetry. I had never thought about that. What? Please, please send us your bad supernatural, supernatural poetry. poetry. <laughs> I just words, words just came out of my mouth. Uh, after actually, after man, after doing some. Uh, interesting research into the realm of fan fiction for dark souls i can tell you that fan fiction is weird across all spectrums so i can't imagine what supernatural poetry would look like i can't wait to find out i'll tell you that much hmm um why'd you hit us with that road so far chris Sam and Dean have traveled all over the country chasing leads for one thing, the final confrontation with the yellow-eyed demon. Despite vampires, killer crowns, pervy necromancers, and everything in between, the hunks are about to face him head-on. 
I changed brothers to hunks on my own that time. You that was nice. I didn't even. I was like, wait a minute. Where I don't remember writing hunks, and then you just. Oh, dude, man, that was really good. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna start out with season two, episode twenty, "All Hell Breaks Loose," part one, written by Sarah Gamble and directed by Robert Singer. So you know it's gonna be a heater. Yeah, that's description right there. Description is late one night. Sam walks into a cafe and wakes up in a ghost town, abducted with other special children by the yellow-eyed demon. Meanwhile, Dean searches through a 3,000-mile haystack for his <laughs> brother. A 3,000-mile haystack? The 3,000-mile haystack? I hadn't read this before. Like, what? What? Is it? it doesn't... It's. I mean, like, he's just searching, right? Like, why, why are you making it more of a convoluted metaphor? I don't know. It's like trying to find a <laughs> trying to find a needle on a stack of needles. Yeah, trying to find trying to, stack, find trying to find a hunk in a stack of hunks. Right? That'd make yeah. way more of a sense. <laughs> oh God, I've got so many a... hunks. I just need okay. one specific hunk. <laughs> so, this is one hell of a uh, this is one hell of a cold open because you get Sam and Dean just well, okay. I don't actually. I don't want to skip over the the road so far because they really start kicking in with those roads so far. So, this is the first one that we're going to have a... Uh, is this Carry On My Wayward Son? I don't remember what no, exactly. No, that's the next one. This that's is... The next one. Uh, it's been such a long time. What the hell is the name of that song? Is it called that? By Boston? Doesn't matter. It's a cool song. Yes, it's a very cool song that I am foreplay called Long Time. by. Oh, you said, it, you said it's been a long time, and I thought you meant since you've watched this episode. I was like, I thought you told me you watched it like yesterday. Yeah, it, was like, it was like two days ago. <laughs> yeah, this is this is good. I like it. Um, we get a really good summary of everything. I, these end of the seasons, uh, like clip shows, are always just the best. I've talked about it before, but I, I love them every time because you get this whole convoluted dramatic history of these two brothers squished into about you know 50 seconds with a rock soundtrack which yeah. is good stuff and this one does not let you down but yeah our cold open is uh dean and sam like showing up to get a burger at this diner and just kind of hanging out i guess there's a there's a, some back and forth with sam having to be the one to go in and dean uh very much wanting to stay in the car which implies to me that like maybe he just wants to masturbate in the car for some reason <laughs> What? You've jumped to some pretty crazy conclusions. Why else wouldn't Dean go in and get his own burger? Like, what else is keeping him in the car? They're just picking up food. You know, they're regular people sometimes. But Dean, like, like goes out of his it. way to make Sam go inside. Like, this is the only opportunity he's going to have to let off some steam, you know? He wants like, a little alone time. Yeah. That is that is confirmed, but I don't know what he wants the alone he, time He's got for. some erotic poetry set to some ACDC, and he knows yeah, Sam's going to be at least 10 minutes with the special order, so that's enough time to, you know... Yeah, get, that's, why get he orders all the, that's why he orders the extra onions you know it'll give him a little bit more time <laughs> a little bit more stroke time absolutely <laughs> i completely agree this is also another mention of dean's love for pie oh yeah yeah dean uh this is our, our second mention of dean love for pie but um yeah like sam walks in and he finds all of these people dead um they're just like no, 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 no. Go. sam goes in and we don't see what happens oh that's we're absolutely still true Dean here mm-hmm. the radio glitches out and then i think something happens Dean gets out of the car to go into the cafe, and that's when Dean finds everybody dead. Yeah, Sam is gone. Dean gets suspicious, goes in. Everybody's fucking dead. This is and like bloodily murdered too, right? Like yeah. they're 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 like they didn't have heart attacks. They didn't go in their sleep. <laughs> no, they weren't. They didn't have heart attacks. Like these dudes are very obviously got their throat cut. Like they were trying to make a long distance phone call with our our favorite <laughs> demon telephone. The uh, what is it called? The the cup of whatever. Does not matter. Yeah, the blood the blood cup. Whatever. The blood goblet. Exactly. Yeah. 
Um, this is a, a weirdly very similar to the uh, X Files video game for the PlayStation Two. Uh, you go into tell me the more. and it looks ex- it looks exactly like this. And like, there's some weird monsters outside. It's very interesting. I don't know why that's what I thought of, but the uh, Sam wakes up and he's in like this abandoned uh, cowboy town. Is that like this? Yeah, like Sam, old Sam wakes up in the old west. In in the old west, except you know it's. Because it's supernatural, we, we, it's all in that blue and gray kind of film grain color. Um, yeah. I'm trying to remember, like, it seems like other shows have done this, like, Old West thing and used this exact town. Like, I feel like this is a traditional Old West movie set somewhere that they went to to film it's all these be. parts, right? I know that some of the sets that they use later on were used in different movies and stuff. They, they would often, I think it's just Warner Brothers taking advantage of stuff that's pre-built and then just dressing it up a little bit differently and then using it again. Yeah, exactly. Which sounds like this kind of thing that, uh, you know, WB and AKA the CW would do. Yeah. Um, but he finds his old, but old friend, Andy, who is our, um, mind control guy from earlier this season. And, um, he doesn't know how he got there either. Um, Sam almost clobbers him with a giant, uh, wooden plank i guess um there's something (laughs) sees andy it's a weird it's a weird reunion and sam's like what do you remember because last thing sam remembers he was just going to get some pie for his bro uh the last thing that andy remembers was was that it was his fourth bong load (laughs) (laughs) and then he woke up here and we've seen andy's bong right like we've seen i think it was uh what did dean call it the moby dick of bongs which doesn't yeah i believe so doesn't make a lot of sense but uh it's a giant bong so if you were four hits into this thing like the fact that andy remembers anything is pretty interesting to me (laughs) like i can't even believe he remembered the second or the third bong load also who has ever said the word bong load (laughs) that's not a thing that exists it's so funny (laughs) (laughs) i wonder if i can google uh like how many uh tons of dirt is equal to a bong loads of dirt like do you think they have that calculation I'm sure somebody does. Somebody somewhere obviously has it. Uh, they also so, run into know, Ava, who is our... Yeah, she's been locked in like a shed, I guess. Sure. And uh, she's been missing for five months. Ava, if those out there remember, is the psychic that we ran across this season that um, kind of talked to Sam because she was predicting all these people dying and then promptly disappeared. Uh, yeah, the last it, thing that we had heard from her was Sam and Dean going to check on her, finding that her fiancé had been murdered with sulfur left at the scene, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they just have heard nothing of her for the last five months. So this is a pretty big shock. And she doesn't realize that it's been five months. She thinks it's been, or she tells Sam that it's for her. It's been two days. Yeah. And, and he's like thinking that that doesn't really compute very much, but uh, we get that, that gets kind of brushed to the side because we see two more people. This is Jake and Lily. And uh, mm-hmm. Sam very quickly puts together, very quickly says like, Hey, you guys, about a year ago, you started having weird powers. Things don't make sense. There's a yellow-eyed demon. Like, I know you're in all of this. And there, Jake, yeah. who is an army guy, is almost immediately like, okay, sure, that, okay, whatever. Yeah, that's fine. Lily does not believe any of this stuff, and she's kind of freaking out, as you might imagine. Yeah. But she can't really deny it too much. I mean, they, they establish that they're all 23. They're all in the situation. They've all mm-hmm. got these powers. But for Lily, her powers, she's basically rogue from the X-Men. She touches people, and apparently they die. Yeah, which isn't Rogue's power, but that's fine. I'm not going to argue with you here. Actually, I don't know. Let's get into it. What the hell is Rogue's power then? And we're back. Listeners, if you're out there, that was me explaining what Rogue's power is to Chris. It took about an hour, so I went ahead and removed that from the Supernatural podcast. (laughs) 
This is ridiculous. <laughs> Comic books are ridiculous. Um, Andy kind of demonstrate doesn't demonstrate, thankfully, but Andy says that he's been practicing his mind control power. So not only can he kind of suggest that people do things, he can put images in their mind, which is what he's been doing with gay porn, which... Andy, to put those images in your in someone else's mind, you have to have those images in your mind too, dog. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> also, that's sexual harassment. You also, dick. also, like, what if they're just homosexual and like gay porn? Like, that's gay porn's not a bad thing unless they treat the actors bad. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> also, please don't send me images of gay porn. I'm not interested whatsoever. Uh, I also thought it was interesting that Lily says something about how. Um, what's his name? Andy, just his powers, like Simon says or whatever, mm-hmm. um, which is not an interesting line in itself, but that was the name of his episode. So I didn't yeah. know if that was the show referencing itself. But. Sure. Maybe they're like us and they wait till these episodes are written before they choose the episode titles. <laughs> so they yeah. just pull it from whatever comes out. Um, meanwhile, Dean and Bobby are frantically struggling for, to find Sam, of, which of course they have absolutely no leads. Um, our good friend Ash calls them and says they've, he's gotten something big. I love um, that Bobby pulls out this map, and Dean's oh, yeah. like, well, "Oh, it's this." And then Bobby just says that he doesn't have anything. He's like, "Yeah, I don't know. We got nothing." <laughs> what? Well, why the fuck did why'd you pull that map for? Because <laughs> it's not here. That. <laughs> it's later on that they start talking about like Wyoming and all of that stuff. Like that doesn't happen yet. Like right, but this that's not no, this part. He just pulls out the show, map, looks at it, and says, I, I, "I can't got nothing." <laughs> He didn't need to show Gene the Dean the American landscape. <laughs> Just to say he could be anywhere here. Dean, isn't it funny that North and South Dakota have three straight borders by themselves? No, I don't no, I don't have any clues about Sam. Why? <laughs> What are you doing, Bobby? I thought you wanted to talk about maps. <laughs> I just brought a map. You said bring a map. I brought a map. Uh we go back to our, our little demon village, our demon child village, and uh Jake like runs out on his own. Jake is the military guy, but he sees like a weird demon ghost. Um yes, luckily, nobody's l- really buying Sam's story. As no. much as they all were kind of listening to him, and I think Sam has like that sort of like a natural like leader quality in this situation, especially because he's the one who knows everything. But at the same time, that's a lot of shit to just swallow. So Jake is a guy who who is clearly very um level headed, but he's still like, I'm not buying into this. Until, of course, he spots something on his uh on his way out of town, I guess. Yeah, and this demon ghost like attacks him. And this is where Sam like rushes in at the last minute with a giant iron bar and um like hits the ghost with it, which of course just makes the ghost dissolve. Um so now they're <laughs> I love this part because Sam just like makes up a bunch of lore stuff here. As far as I can tell, he's like, "Oh yeah, this yeah. is a nigiri," which I thought was a kind of sushi. I didn't know that that was a demon ghost, <laughs> but but maybe I'm you saying that word wrong. Um, and it's basically a demon who disguises itself as a child to like fuck with people and kill people. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sam has been looking around and has determined that they're in quote the most haunted city in the United States, and they name yes. the town, which I don't remember. Which the most haunted <laughs> city. <laughs> He's able to identify, this is, a, it's Cold Oak, South Dakota, a town that was so haunted that everybody fled. And he identifies all of this because he just sees the, the, the bell at the center of the town. Oh, yeah, that's right. The bell. Has, it's a very distinguished looking bell. It's not even the Liberty Bell, but he's still able to, you know, identify it just because it has like a tree emblazoned on it or something. Uh, but that is, I guess, is enough information for Sam Winchester to to figure out what's going on. Because as we discovered in one of the last episodes, that he's like a walking encyclopedia, encyclopedia of weirdness or something like that. 
Sure, that works. The uh, yeah, he he's just a giant nerd. No matter what he does, it just comes out super nerdy. Like, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? The dude could study like muscle cars and come out on the other side of being just a total geek about muscle cars. Like, well, I, actually, <laughs> well, actually, in 1967, the Camaro actually only had four cylinders. <laughs> and <laughs> oh man, I can't believe how much I'm on Team Dean. Like, I really thought I liked the brothers relatively equally, but God, I, I am just like so far up Dean's ass, man. I can't. I just Sam just sucks so bad. How dare you? Um, our crew kind of gets together and starts looking for weapons. Lily leaves because she's like, fuck this. I'm out. Um, and then we go back to Dean and Bobby who pull up to meet Ash and discover Ellen's bar has been totally destroyed. And yeah, man, this is kind of an emotional scene. Like this has been a, a home away from home or really this has been the boys only central place to go. This is a place that, you know, we've seen them kind of relax at several times. We've seen them get new cases. We've seen them interact with other hunters. This was Ash's headquarters. Like I really, when I watched this for the first time, I thought this was going to be, you know, Winchester HQ for several seasons at least. And just mm-hmm. for them just to drive up and see it in, you know, there's just a wall there. Like there's barely even anything left. It was really, really striking. And it's, it's a, I don't want to say it's a pattern. I don't want to like spoilers, but it seems like the show, the one thing that they do like to do is take away comforts for the boys. Whenever something starts getting too uh, useful or too much like home, they have to, to tear it down. Like when at the end of season one, when they're finally back with their dad again, you think everything's going to be okay. They've got this third, more knowledgeable from their side. Then they take away the dad. And now they have the roadhouse, which is their, not the safe haven, but it is something. It's a place that they can go back to, like you're saying. It's a hub. So they got to take that away from them. And it's an interesting, I don't want to say trick, but it's an interesting technique that the writers use to sort of drum up m- more drama, I guess, in the show. This is exactly how I felt when uh, you found out you go back up to Firelink Shrine from uh, the Blight Town and discover that the firekeeper is dead. You can't use the bonfire there anymore. You're like, but this was my home. Um, Sorry, everybody. We're just we're both Dark Souls geeks, so it's going to happen sometimes. Um, So we come back to Sam in in the game. Well, no, no. First, we get Dean does find um, Ash in this like it wasn't what's left. They don't see really any bodies, but Dean discovers like this like hand sticking up with Ash's watch, and then that's how he knows that Ash is probably dead. But then, yes, then we go back to Demon Town, or would you call it Cold something? Cold Oak. Cold Something. Oak. I think it's just Cold South Dakota. There we go. Yeah. There you go. So back back in Cold Oak. I think Sam is he's trying to be a leader. He's trying to, you know, give orders, say, okay, go find the salt, go do this, go do that. And it's working to some extent. But as we've seen Dean before by himself, where he he needs he's good on his own, but he needs his brother there to help him out. Sam is the same way. He's good on his own, but he needs Dean's extra charm really to like really bring the group together. So he's still struggling a little bit. They've lost Lily. She's gone off, tried to leave town. Um, thankfully throughout all that, Andy was able to find a gigantic bag of salt. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, don't forget that Dean or not Dean, excuse me. Sam finds this giant rusty knife laying around too. Like I yeah. love that. I love that they get teleported into demon town and just have to arm themselves with old shit. <laughs> like <laughs> it's, it's, you know, you just found like, I don't know, just some old shit. So the, um, they they do finally notice that Lily is missing and go to find her and they walk out and she's like basically crucified on a windmill. Like the, the, yeah. I had a hard time distinguishing what actually happened to this girl. Uh, like she definitely looked nailed to something and she definitely looked dead, but I couldn't tell exactly what had happened yeah. to her. I think that she was killed and then put up there. Uh, kind of staged a sort of warning. Yeah. yeah. That makes to sense. Say like, Hey, she tried to leave town. I mean, I don't necessarily know exactly how that worked out, but 
she was put up there. <laughs> I think uh, we'll we just say by demon magic. <laughs> I think we absolutely know how well that worked out for her. <laughs> yeah. Not well is the answer. Um, um, so at this point, I think that they, well, Sam, because Andy, Andy had been asking about Dean earlier, and Sam is just saying, mm-hmm. if my brother were here, you know, we would be okay. We could all do this together. And that's when Andy realizes, you know, I've been sending psychic communications to people like long distance. I've never tried it that far before, but maybe I can do something. Um, thankfully, Sam has a receipt that <laughs> the day, uh, Dean had signed as D. Hasselhoff. <laughs> Dean's signature. Sam doesn't even think it's weird. He's like, D. Hasselhoff? He's like, well, yeah. I mean, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, but so Andy, since he, he needs to have something of Dean's to hold on to, but he, he finds this receipt. So he's able to send like a psychic brainwave to Dean, but unfortunately because it's so far away and Dean has never gotten something like this before and Andy's not that good at doing it, I guess, he's only able to get flashes. But it's it's enough, I guess, to to communicate some important information. Well, it's but the bell. I thought it was interesting to yeah, it's the bell. He's able to see the bell, and and thankfully Bobby is also you know a walking encyclopedia of weirdness and is able to figure it out. Um, I love that. There, there's a part here where uh, Dean and Bobby like Dean is like bent over like holding his head like Sam yeah. is being when he gets his visions, and Bobby's like, "Are you having a are you having a vision like Sam?" And Dean's like, "I ain't no psychic." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded real like you know southern racist about like i ain't no psychic i'm not no goddamn yeah. psychic <laughs> <laughs> but it's weird it's like he he is experiencing exactly what he like he's seen sam go through this whole time and so he's like what the fuck but at the same time i think him he doesn't really understand what's happening but because he's seen sam go through it he's able to sort of like keep his keep a cool head throughout it yeah absolutely like he, he he's doing a pretty decent job here absolutely um, I, I do really like that Bobby identifies this bell list immediately. I think he even says like, what, does it look like this? And he's like, yeah. He's like, oh, well, I know exactly where that is. Let's go there. I guess maybe him and Sam have had some late night talks about it. Sure. Uh, back in, back in demon town, Jake and Sam are bonding. We, we discover that Jake has a uh, super strength. Like he can, yeah. he's just can pull some, he pulls like some big iron thing off of another big iron thing. Um, Sam's super worried about uh, Dean not being able to make it through because, you know, if Lily tried to leave and was crucified or whatever, uh, or killed, yeah. there's very doubtful that Sam, that Dean will be able to make it through either. Even if any, if, if he got Andy's message with, you know, Sam has no guarantee of, right. And then I like this what Jake is saying here, mm-hmm. um, but the whole, like, I appreciate you keeping calm and keeping them calm, especially when I know how freaked out you really are. Um, Cause he, he's like, it doesn't matter. I, I'm trying to think of who says this, but I know. Oh, yeah. Jake says, it doesn't matter what we, if we believe it only that they do. And it, that I always thought was something you should find in a hero. And, and that's how I used to look at Sam and Dean as heroes. It's like, you should be able to, have a hero who can keep other people calm even when they're freaking out. So I always thought that was cool. And then that way it, it endeared me to Jake and it did, it did this time too, even though, you know, with what's coming, it still endeared me to him because it's like, you know, he, he has his head on his shoulders. He knows that it's important for at least him or for, for Sam to have their shit together so that everybody else can still stay calm. Even mm-hmm. if they know that shit is really fucked up. That is really, really bad. Exactly. Um, we, we, Sam and Ava get some time to hang out right around this as well, oh, yeah. and Sam has to tell Ava that her fiance is dead, which does not. She doesn't look 
too happy about that as you might imagine she's still very no. upset um and then like there's this weird scene where these this group of kids i'm gonna keep calling them kids even though they're all 23 because i'm grandpa of monster of the week <laughs> so these group of kids are hanging out and they're kind of all armed up and some of them are sleeping and sam's on guard when our buddy shows up yellow eyed demon just shows the fuck yeah. up and starts expositioning everywhere <laughs> like, he just starts telling everybody everything like we learn in the next couple of minutes we learn like his whole plan basically yeah and this is the first time we've seen him since episode one of this season. So it's, I don't want to say it's refreshing to see him again, but uh, this actor has so much presence and he kills this role. So, so it's, it's always kind of exciting when you see him on on screen. Yeah. It's really fun. Um, at, man, I just, it, and he does, he, he tells Sam, uh, you know, this is a competition that only one of them can make it out of this. Uh, so like his, his whole goal is to get Sam to kill the rest of these kids. Yeah. Um, they were he, thinking that he was building an army of psychic soldiers or whatever, but he doesn't mm-hmm. want soldiers. He just wants the one and he wants he just, the one to be his leader of an army of demons, which is terrifying. Um, and he also tells Sam that like he had to kill Jessica so that um, Sam would get out of his comfortable life and start honing his hunter skills because that's what the yellow yeah. demon wanted from Sam. Again, like solving mysteries all over the place. Like we even get a flashback. Like he literally takes him like <laughs> Ghost of Christmas, Christmas Past style, and takes yeah. Sam back to the moment that Mary Winchester died. And um, the we see this whole scene play out again, where Mary sees the man, assumes that it's John, walks away, and then realizes it's the demon and comes in. Only this time we see Mary react to the demon and say, "It's you." So now yeah. we know that Mary somehow knew the knew who the demon was before he did anything to Sam, and we see exactly what he, the demon did, which is cut open his skin and like feed Sam some demon blood. So now we know, and I think we've been kind of loose about this. Like this is, I, I mean, I guess this is a spoiler, quote unquote. But we always knew something was a little fucked up with Sam, and demon blood is a pretty good guess. So like I think we've casually said that, but this is the first time like we know for sure he was fed demon blood as a baby, which is not on any of the food pyramids that I've seen from the U.S. government. So, no, no. shouldn't, they, shouldn't feed babies demon brush, blood. They don't brush over it, but they don't mention the fact that Mary recognized the yellow eye demon again um, for the next two episodes. In that plot thread right there, um, I probably had forgotten about it, but that's one of the most interesting things that we learn out of this whole exchange here is that Mary knew something. Uh, and that, this is the first time that we're learning anything about that. That's, that's, that's a nice little hook to get to bring you into season three. It is because, um, like you said, we're not going to be dealing with this, and the rest of the, the rest of the episodes kind of overpower it in terms of like what you learn and what we see. Mm-hmm. So it's real easy. It's a small detail to forget about, but it's a very, very powerful one. Like it's it's a big deal that Mary knew who this person was. Like how John wasn't a hunter back then. Like what what could how could she possibly have known? And um, we'll get there eventually, listeners. <laughs> so just hang on to your seats until we get to season twelve. No, I'm kidding. It'll be sooner than that. But yeah. <laughs> Um, do do let's see. Right as Mary's getting killed, Sam wakes up and realizes this is all a dream and sees that Ava has gone missing. And then, Chris, why do they do this in horror movies? Why did our group split up to go find somebody? Like, that's not... I know you get McCrown covered faster, but surely efficiency isn't the order of the day, right? It's got to be protection, know. safety. I guess, I guess with Jake and Sam, they both seem like they can handle themselves. Um, but it's, yeah, maybe not the best idea given the circumstances. <laughs> and even seems- Sam and Dean, when they split up, you're like, boys, just come on, don't do that. One of you is going to drop a weapon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't have those, uh, like, Spidey, Spider-Man, like, webhook things to your weapons yet. So, you know, <laughs> those will come later. But yeah, you're going to drop a weapon and no one's going to be able to throw it to you at the, at the appropriate time. 
So uh, while Sam and Jake are off looking for Ava, I think they hear... Oh, they do hear a scream, but that's in a minute. Yeah. Um, because we cut back to Andy, who's still at the house, and where they've kind of like you know set up their base camp, and they've laid down salt lines, and they're all protected in there. Uh, and then Ava shows back up, and they don't know where she's been. Andy's like, oh, hey, we've been looking for you. She's like, oh, yeah, I just went out for some air, something like that. Um, but basically, she breaks the salt line and does some pretty crazy shit. She summons this demon ghost, this nigiri that I, I had. A, I had some delicious nigiri the other day at the at the local Tao restaurant. It was really really good. Don't think it's the same kind of nigiri though. Um, but she summons this demon child ghost thing to just basically cut our friend Andy up. So now Andy is dead, and like seriously cut him up too. Like kind of like what we saw earlier in the episode at the uh, at the diner. He's slashed the hell up, and uh, then yeah. she she's like looking at him all cold and you know then looks at him and does the classic supernatural scream which gets jake and sam running over and man i really i really like this twist from ava like you know this yeah, this, this twisted that at all. exactly yeah it was to- total surprise like it's so much fun especially in the episodes where it was her and sam you know a few episodes back um they seem to get along so well they seem not in, in a romantic way just in like a buddy buddy way i think i said mm-hmm. it when we recorded that episode too that they have more of a, a playful fun relationship while they're solving you know crimes or something whatever that they do in the show um, <laughs> <laughs> they're definitely solving crimes they're like batman and robin or something sure yeah <laughs> just want to see What's sam in a little undersized robin like costume from walmart oh, right yeah. like that riding be in a little sidecar <laughs> <laughs> but you, yeah i don't expect this at all and he starts being like you know we were calling for you why the hell didn't you hear us like what is going on here and then he sees that the line of salt is broken and that's he, he basically just calls Ava out because he ain't no fool you know no. he's seeing demons in his dreams and he knows that there's some serious shit going on here and, and i got, love this actress's performance on this yeah where she's like she's crying or whatever and then immediately mm-hmm. is like ah, okay and then she like dramatically wipes away her tears and like flicks them off like okay yep this was just my act um but the jig is up and now i'm gonna have to kill you with the demon too these um these very quick uh changes that the actors and actresses of the show do from uh like i'm pretending to be something and then okay no i'm really bad are usually really really spot on and this chick is sets sets the standard like i love this a lot i think it's very very cool but she Um, reveals that she's been here for five months in basically like a battle royale gauntlet just killing everybody who comes in because she knows that only one person is going to be chosen only one person can survive and it's crazy to think that ava's the one who can do it but since she learned how to basically trick people she seems so innocent and unassuming and she learned how to fucking summon demons to fight for so she's just been cleaning everybody up cleaning clocks if you will cleaning clocks if you will yeah she and she even says like once you lean into your powers like once you start using them more you start opening up even more ways to to do crazy stuff so she can summon demons we she can do like some telekinetic stuff like this is and I'm actually genuinely getting a bit scared right now. Like this is a this is a proper villain, and uh, they do another twist, literally, like right now, where yeah. as she's expositioning towards Sam about how she's been killing all these people that showed up, Jake sneaks up behind her and just literally snaps her neck, just bam, and she's dead on the floor. Some, some real shit right there. <laughs> the uh, were you kind of like? I was kind of interested in like I would read the short stories of uh, like this fight like this area before sam arrives because she implies that there's been like a lot of people and ava just keeps murdering people oh yeah that's right for fan fiction that we'll never get because it doesn't involve any hunks <laughs> is that a rule all fan fiction has to have hunks i'm pretty sure all fan fiction has to involve shipping <laughs> at least for supernatural <laughs> 
but we, uh, it's so interesting that Ava reveals all of this and we haven't seen Sam do anything like that. He's just had his visions and he hasn't even had those in a while either. It's been a few episodes since anything like that's happened. So you have to wonder like, does leaning into your powers like that? Cause it seems like everybody else has. Um, and it seems like everybody else has been able to develop more powers than what they originally had. So it's like, does the ultimate soldier have all of these powers? Or we don't really know because we don't know what Sam would be like if he were to lean into that. Well, we, we don't. And I, Oh man, like I, I, I like this. I like this whole idea a lot. Sorry. I had to stop myself cause I was about to say a bunch of spoilerific shit, but um, <laughs> I like this. I like the idea of this a lot. I, lo- I love the idea of like uh, magic that you use more than it corrupts you more and that gets you more powerful, mm-hmm. but also continually corrupts you. Like that's some wheel of time shit, even though wheel of time kind of went off the rails towards the middle, <laughs> but um, like that's some straight up wheel of time shit. And I, I can, I can really get behind this. And I was really, as much as I like the scene where Jake snaps her neck, uh, I was really disappointed to see Ava go. Like I, I really like that actress. I really like the character. Like this, was a i mean this is going to be the first or this is what the second third or fourth in a long string of you know supernatural women's characters women characters on supernatural getting murdered away before they should but yeah I've, this is it one that like another hurts victim, the most yeah. another victim of the the nature of the show itself like the show can't afford to spend time or probably money on characters that aren't sam and dean at least for a good long while um so even though, like, I love the idea of what you're saying of, of creating a villain out of Ava, that would have been so cool to take somebody who was like the most normal person who was not raised on the road, who was not even a soldier, who was not even like some stoner. She was like the, the normal, like average American, like living her life, going to work, getting married, just like kind of an anxious girl, but like, she's just totally normal, become a fucking like witch supervillain or something like that. Like that would have been really, <laughs> really cool. Cool. But the show doesn't have the time for that because the show has yellow eyes and has all these other plans laid out. Um, so it, it is unfortunate that the nature of like the medium itself being a CW show kind of doesn't allow or didn't allow for this at the time. Um, but it would have been really cool to explore that more. And the nature of the show too is like most of the most of the conflict ends up with something being killed. Like there's, it's very mm-hmm. rare that something goes away for a little while. And with if they do, like they very specifically do it and like let you know that it happens. So like a, a especially in this situation where like you said it's a battle royale like you're gonna you have to kill everybody so like you're gonna have to kill all these people um so at this point sam and bobby we excuse me we go back to dean and bobby and they have found this western town this old western town and realize they can't Mm -hmm. drive the impala in it and so they get like armed to the teeth (laughs) out of the (laughs) trunk like we get some really good trunk shots here which i can always appreciate um and then like start to set off on foot in there they arrive just in time to see jake and sam kind of uh what Sam is trying to do is is to get a truce, right? Like Sam wants to yeah. wants this whole thing to end peacefully, and says, you know, put our weapons down, or whatever. Like we can, if we're going to feed into this if we keep, um, if we keep fighting one another. So yeah, Jake suggests he's like, dude, like I don't want to kill you, but like he's he's not going to let two of us live. Like the demon's not going to let two of us live. We're both going to die if we try to stick together. So like I just got to kill you. I'm sorry, man. Uh, and I don't. I think it's it's really easy to hate Jake, especially if you're like a super fan of the show, because you're like somebody's gonna hurt Sam or Dean. Like what the hell? But I do get what Jake is doing here. He thinks that he has the best chance of dealing with the situation. He's like, I'm sorry, buddy. This is just how it is, and I don't like him for that. But I appreciate that. That's like he he has a rationale here. He's not just some like dick bag. <laughs> and have we um 
have we established his his motivation like how the demon has how the yellow eye demon has kind of got him over the barrel too in, in regards to his that family comes, so that, that comes, comes in the next episode, in the next episode okay. yeah well, well we'll hang out on that but yeah his i also like this this idea that you're bringing up that he believes he's the most capable for this because if you're mm-hmm. looking at sam and seeing like okay you're a competent guy but i've been trained by the u.s military like i'm yeah i've i, I was actively deployed in afghanistan when i got teleported to this crazy ass town if anybody can can fight this thing it can it has to be me yeah also so, i have super strength <laughs> and also also i have super strength which sounds rad so, it sounds like Sam, the least rad power out of all of these things but at least it's just like a normal yeah. power um Sam drops his knife and he's like, "Let's not fight." But uh, he he gets cold clocked by uh, by Jake, and it's a super punch, so it sends him flying like halfway across the old west. And somehow, some way, Sam is able to win this fight. I don't, don't know. Don't don't get this at all. Like, and it's not it's not particularly shot very well. Like, I don't think this fight seems very good. But Sam ends up on top, and then like you can see like this look in Sam's eyes where he wants to kill this dude and prevents himself, which like. I get it, Sam. I get, I do, but oh, man, you're such a fucking idiot. Yeah, he's getting real frustrated. Um, it, yeah, I don't, I don't. I guess this is supposed to just suggest that, despite the super strength, Sam is just supposed to be a better fighter. I guess, um, but he doesn't kill him. He again, he, like you said, he chooses not to kill him. He's, that's not the solution to this. The yellow eyes, yellow eyes is fucking with us. So, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's around the time when he hears Dean yelling for him. It is, and this is when Dean and Bobby show up, and Sam gets up, turns his back on the, you know, evil demon child behind him and runs towards uh, Dean. And of course, Jake picks up the knife that Sam just dropped and just stabs him in the back with it. So we get this, our final shot is of uh, Sam kind of like, <gasps> as Dean like holds him and is like, yeah. oh God, Sam, Sam! Dean just like tearing you down. Him be, you know, he's, I always write down the shit that Dean says when he gets sad because he says, you know, I'm going to take care of you. That's my job, right? Watch mm-hmm. over my pain in the ass little brother. Just these things as he's holding his dying brother and for all intents and purposes like this episode ends with sam dying yes which is which is a huge cliffhanger unless you've been paying attention to the supernatural mythos thus far and realize he's probably not gonna die um but yeah this is a this is a big cliffhanger and you know it's always interesting to me to go back and look at these uh season finales because they usually do like a two or three part episode leading to the season finale and uh it's they always space them apart a week, but it always feels like they should be they should be watched like right back to back. Like this episode flows directly yeah. into the next episode. Like I, I don't know how I waited for a week when I was watching this yeah. as they were coming on. So I wasn't I wasn't watching it live at this point yet. So yeah, I, I, every time I've watched it, I've watched it one after the other. I never wait in between them. I think I'm kind of trying to think if it was yet season three or season four when I started watching. It doesn't matter. But um, should we get into this next episode? Well, I mean, are we are we good at talking about the, the this last one? Like, I think I, I really, I, I really, really enjoyed this episode, Chris. Like, it's oh it, for sure. It, it immediately like gets us into the mythos of the show. Like, all of a sudden, we're back into the yellow eyed demon territory, which we hadn't been before. Now, like, they've been kind of hinting at stuff like this, but and then, man, like, just the lore dump that we get, like the idea that there are a lot of these kids. Like, Ava's been killing all these kids, and that you know it's not actually an There's army been multiple of generations of them too exactly just yeah everybody who's 23 years old who had this birthday who had this thing it's like this has been happening for we don't know how many years it just hasn't worked out yet the timing hasn't been right yet and sam winchester is yellow eyes favorite probably because of the training he's had with you know his dad and dean and everything uh and it seems like it's all coming to a head now but it's been happening for we don't know how long Exactly. And the fact that he's not trying to get an army of psychics together, he's actually trying to get a general that can control yeah, these things that dude. has these powers that, you know, that's, 
that's really fascinating. Like that's like I'm going to put this weird human demon hybrid on the battlefield so that I can. And his we don't really know his goals yet. Like we don't understand what his aims are yet. But basically, the you know the extinction of the human race is probably on that list somewhere. It's like he's he's Darth Sidious looking for his Darth Vader. And <laughs> yeah, sure. Like, you know, like almost literally, like that's what yeah, he's yeah, trying the, to do. Absolutely, yeah. At least because you know, if you're a Sith Lord, you can only have two Sith Lords at the same time. So right. <laughs> I just just recently learned that. I had no idea. Come on, man, get it together. I know, I know. Um, so yeah, let's let's go into the second episode. What am I supposed to go dark side or something? <laughs> Someone in the duck feed slack yesterday uh, was apparently has been trying to keep up with supernatural, and was like, "Oh, so that's what that dark side joke you guys keep making comes from." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was really funny. Yeah, so let's get into All Hell Breaks Loose Part 2. Writer is Eric All Kipke. Right. Man, when you get when you get the Kripke credit, right? Like, you know you're in for some shit. Yeah, that's some good shit right there. And our director is Kim Manners. You want to take the intro? I would love to. Driven to the edge of emotional endurance, Dean makes a sacrifice that leads to a cosmic showdown with the yellow-eyed demon and to consequences even more far-reaching. And then they hit you with that motherfucking wayward son wayward intro. Son. Yeah, it, this is this is great. Like when I, Dude, when I, when I was this. watching this episode, I'm sorry. When I was watching this episode and they kicked in with that um with the with the song. Uh-huh. When he started playing and you know played the first line whatever. <laughs> I just you? expected to hear you go <laughs> Chris Moser. <laughs> I was so fucking used to it. <laughs> I actually, uh, as we were watching it, I said, I'm Jeremy Greer in between it. And then Autumn chimed up with, I'm Chris Moser. And then the that's third it, time it chimed it. up. And then we both said, and and what did we say? And that's Matt Damon. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is, this is good. You know, immediately shit's about to get live too. Like after oh, you yeah. see this intro, like it's this little previously on segment uh, or the road so far, whatever you want to call it uh, is man. It's just like, I, I will find, in fact, I'll do it right now. Let's go ahead and find like the, the season two finale uh, road so far. So I can put that in the show notes because everybody needs to watch this. Even if you're not watching yeah. along with the show, even if you're not watching along, if you regardless, just watch these are so good every single time. And while Jeremy, while you're looking for that, I'll just start to say the beginning of the, this episode is just, it confirms, I think what the viewer maybe feared or suspected at the end of the, the last one is that Sam is just dead. They've just got him laid out on the table. It's Bobby and Dean just sitting there. And, and Dean is at this point where he refuses to eat or really do anything other than drink. He refuses to be- uh, bury Sam's body or burn him or anything like that. And Bobby is encouraging him to like, Hey, we need to do this. Like we have to, you may not want to accept it, but this is life. Like we have to do this. Um, and then they, they get into a fight and Dean just literally kicks Bobby out and Dean just breaks down and starts crying, which, you know, this is going to be a lot. This is going to be a big episode for people, for hunky brothers crying. Like we're going to get a lot of tears in this one. Um, I, man, like this is again, like Dean being tore up about his like failing in the one thing that he was really charged to do with his entire life, which is protecting yeah. Sam. Like this is, this is, this is emotional, Chris. Yeah, he just doesn't, I think he says something along the lines of, he doesn't care if the world ends now, because Bobby's trying to say, like, I know that you're in pain, but listen, there's still things going on. Like, it doesn't, it didn't end when your brother died. Um, but he doesn't, he doesn't really care anymore. And he says, 
uh, something to the effect of, you don't think I've paid enough? Like, I'm done with it. I'm all of it. And he really has, I guess, in a lot of ways. His entire life has been dedicated to fighting evil. And now he's lost his entire family. His dad and his brother is all he had left. Even more so, I feel like loss of his brother would really just completely leave him with nothing. Even if John was still alive in this situation, I think if Dean had let Sam die, I don't think or, you know he's going to see it as himself letting his brother die. I don't think he could he could possibly live with that. Um, well, no, even the line that he says at the end of this, like he goes through a big long like I'm I'm a big shitty brother speech over Sam's body, and at the end of it, he's like he kind of breaks down. He's like, how am I supposed to live with that? You know, what am I supposed to do, Sammy? And his voice kind of cracks and like you can hear the the emotion in his voice, which is super powerful. Like that's a that's a huge that he's just his refusal to even accept Sam's death is going to be the the catalyst upon which a lot of things are going to happen. <laughs> like the rest of this yeah. series is going to hinge upon this, his decision in this moment before we get he's there. Sitting, though, he's just sitting there talking about, you know. You used to always ask me questions, Sam, like, where is mom? Or why don't we have a mom? Where did dad go? All these different things that he didn't know how to answer. Used to call me on your bro phone. (laughs) (laughs) And he just keeps saying all he had to do was protect him and keep him safe. You know, their dad didn't even have to tell Dean to do that. He just, that was just his instinct was just to protect him. Uh, And he says, "I, I had one job and I screwed it up. And for that, I'm sorry. And I guess that's what I do. I let dad down and now I'm just supposed to let you down too. How can I? How am I supposed to live with that? And that's what you were saying when he says that. Well, you know, what am I supposed to do, Sammy? What am I supposed to do? Whenever Dean says Sammy, and you're like, oh Jesus Christ, oh, oh no, man, it gets it gets you right it in the feels. Right in the heart. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's not great. Um, and I I think it's scenes like this, these the the fact that Jared, um, or excuse me, Jensen can carry these overly emotional scenes better mm-hmm. than than Jared does. I think that it makes me like Dean a lot more. Like. I think the actor is um I think the actor is fine. Like both of them can act okay, right? Like they're both good actors, but I think Dean and specifically Jensen Ackles really excels in these overwrought emotional scenes. Like he seems yeah. to be able to turn this on and have it be feel more authentic than than Jared can. That's because Sam's kind of a sociopath. <laughs> Sam's kind of a sociopath. He has demon blood in him. Jesus. He's a little bit of a monster. He's a, he's a little bit of a... What do you want? Do you want me to go dark side? And like what do you I want? said, this, this, this rewatch has really been like, like illuminating that. And I don't know if it's, like again, a feeling in writing, a feeling in acting, but it's actually made me really appreciate him as something different. And Dean is definitely the more um, relatable, likable one. And mm-hmm. Sam is kind of this something else that's like not quite like you not quite what he should be but he's still he's still out there still hunting but he's not quite like the hero that he should be because something's just always been a little bit off so while all of this is happening and um dean is having this like overly emotional thing with sam's dead body um we go we do cut back to jake who's like camping out in um the old west still and he just made himself a little campfire and just hanging out. <laughs> the yellow eyed demon shows up and is like, well, you know, you weren't my first choice, but you know, you won. So, you know, you get the prize. You got to help me out. And this is where he threatens, um, Jake's mom and sister with the, with a line that I really like here, which is, uh, they'll live long enough to enjoy the chewy taste of their own intestines. Yeah. Assuming that, uh, <laughs> Jake refuses to help the yellow eyed demon in, in service. And we still don't really know why that's happening, but he's definitely forcing Jake to do this again, giving, Giving, giving the viewers some some sympathy for Jake and this whole thing. Like he may have killed Sam because he thought it was the right thing to do, but he's still being forced to do some pretty terrible shit. Yeah. Uh, and then cut to what is this? Dean finding like the nearest dirt crossroads. 
pretty much we get we get like a he- some heavy musical ugh, can't talk some heavy metal music starts up dean gets a fake id which seems like to defeat the whole purpose of this thing and then it makes his own little uh crossroad demon box like we saw in the um, crossroad blues episode and he buries it and is looking around and like the course of the demons not appearing not appearing how do you find a dirt road crossroads like it's not like you can just go to like a like a paved over intersection and get you know buried I just, there i just have to like hop he, on google i just assume that he drove to mississippi right like he went to the spot <laughs> he knows one spot i don't know <laughs> how far bar isn't even there <laughs> i mean it was right outside that bar he's like in the middle of the woods it looks like oh i guess you're right yeah that doesn't make a lot of sense either. <laughs> I don't. I, I just always assumed tr- that he went back to the oh, it's to the same bar, but I guess they didn't put it in the frame. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah, like how how do you know that there's a demon at this crossroads? Is an excellent question. Um, but fortunately for Dean, or unfortunately as we might find later, uh, the demon does show up, and uh, but she kind of refuses to deal with him. Uh, this is a this is a different actress than we saw last time. I think she this demon this actress plays this demon a lot more a lot better. Like she's fun, she's oh, uh, yeah. very condescending. She's still doing the whole sultry, sexy temptation thing, but she seems to own it a lot better. Like she seems just a lot more terrifying in this ordeal. Yeah, and she at least she seems at least older than Dean or at the same age as him. And I think that that has not i was gonna say sexual predator but like the sexuality comes like off of her better and like that kind of fear that comes off of her a little bit better like you know intimidation or whatever rather than when it's you know dean and then this younger looking girl and you're like okay come on what are you doing here (laughs) uh it just it didn't play out last time but this time the demon you know very effective in like the seduction of the deal kind of comes through a little bit better yeah um Kind of so Dean asks uh, he he asks to bring his brother back to life. He's like, I yeah. ten I want ten years and you you can take my soul. Um I love I love, she, I love the keep your gutter soul line. Yeah, oh my god, that's so good. Gutter soul. You have such a fucking gutter soul, <laughs> Dean. That's so gutter soul away from me. It. I don't, don't even want it. it for five years. Like I'm not even gonna give you five for it. And uh, like it's and like this back and forth of like just give me whatever, whatever, and he's finally like, I'm not gonna go lower than five, and she tries to leave, and he's like, wait and she can see her with her back to him like the camera shows her facing the camera her back to dean and you see her smile like yep got him <laughs> so mm-hmm. good i love this so he only gets one year one single year of life and giving up his soul and she tells him if you do anything to try to get out of this deal if you try to like break it in some way Sam's going to fucking die again. So Doesn't she say, like, no way. squelching? I have that in my notes, and I don't think I would have invented that. <laughs> I, have to, I have to imagine she said it for me to have written it down. Yeah, no squelching on the deal. No I'm squelching sure. on the bet, Dean Winchester. <laughs> no squelches. And then, boom, just like that, they kiss, and Sam wakes up. Yep. Lying and on he, the table, wherever he was. And he doesn't remember anything at all. Um, and... Dean comes in because back from his drive from Mississippi, <laughs> which only takes a couple of minutes. Um, and we get like, I think this is going to be our third or fourth secret of the show. Um, he, he does not tell Sam exactly what he did. Um, oh no, I'm sorry. Dean asks Sam what the yellow eyed demon says. And if he learned anything and Sam says, no, and doesn't tell him about um, all of the demon blood or that Mary knew about it. Yeah. No, I- and he doesn't, and then Dean doesn't tell him, you know, what just happened to Sam. He just says, you know, it was touch and go for a while there, but, but Bobby patched you up, and because he was like, dude, I was like stabbed through the back, like you couldn't, you couldn't fix that. He's like, yeah, no, 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 Bobby got it, it was fine. Yeah, I'm gonna have Bobby's to. Bobby's also and- a registered nurse. <laughs> 
course Bobby's a registered nurse. Like, I mean, he, the dude just has every skill that a plot could need, right? Like, that's yeah. that dude's role in life. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm adding our uh, secrets to our secret spreadsheet. I'm surprised okay, by good. the amount of secrets that the boys have kept. Like, it's been pretty light so far up to yeah. the end of season two. Secrets get a little bit heavier going forward. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of Monster of the Week ones this season, so they haven't had to keep too many secrets from each other. Um, but this is where Dean tells Sam about how you know the roadhouse was burning down, and Ash had been on to something, it seems, but they weren't really able to figure out exactly what it was yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so the only thing they have left to do now is see Bobby again. Uh <laughs> this whole this whole scene when uh, like they knock on the door and like they walk in and, and Bobby's yeah. just staring at Sam the entire time. Bobby like, who the fuck are you? Bully. <laughs> Sam is back. <laughs> but he, I mean, he knows not to say anything. I guess. I mean, sure, he wants to punch Dean Dean in the face. Does he punch Dean in the face? I don't know. He certainly wants to punch Dean in the face, but he doesn't. <laughs> No, he he doesn't. He tells him. Um, well, first they have they have their little powwow, and this is where Bobby explains, like, "Hey, I've been tracking all these demon signs, and they're happening all over the country, except for this one part. They seem to be circling around this area in Wyoming." Yeah. Um, and that's why then Bobby is like, "Hey, Sam, why don't you go do something over there? Me and Dean are gonna go look at the car. <laughs> like, it's just such an <laughs> obvious setup." And that's yeah. where Bobby says he takes Dean outside and is like, "I could punch you in your face. Like, what the hell yeah. are you doing? Yeah, what is it with you, Winchesters?" And uh, he makes Bobby swear to not tell Dean too, which, yeah. like, <sighs> Dean, like, don't make your friends laugh for you. Like, that's no. not a cool friend thing to do. They still kind of that emotional scene. Like, at least my my life could mean something. As Dean says, apparently, because, you know, bringing back Sam from the dead would make his life mean something. Um, and Bobby says, and what, it didn't before? Are you that screwed in the head? Yep. He's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, you, you already do good in this world. Like, why do you think that, why do you think you're such a gutter soul? Um, <laughs> why do you think you're such a gutter soul, such you know, a gutter? Like, you couldn't let him die. It's his little brother, yada, yada, yada. But how's your brother going to feel when he knows you're going to hell? How did you feel when your dad went for you? Exactly. Um, that's the that's the killer like, line from that exchange. Is, I love so that. This arc has come full circle now. At the beginning of this season, Dean's all of Dean's anger and resentment wasn't just coming from the loss of his dad. It was coming from the guilt of knowing that his dad sold his soul for him, that he should have been dead. What's dead should stay dead. Dean's whole thing about <laughs> what that, is Dean will never die. <laughs> what is Dean will never die. Uh, and it's just it's completely come back on itself and it the season would almost let you forget about it a little bit because Dean gets away from some of that on the surface anger. Mm-hmm. Let's it die down. He's able to come to terms with things a little bit, but as soon as he's his back's on the ropes again, he goes and does the very thing that he was so angry at his dad for doing uh, like father, like son very much here. Oh and yeah, absolutely. He, uh, and this, and this desire to sacrifice himself for the greater good. And this, you know, I have to protect Sammy at all costs, no matter what it means. And like, this is going to set him up for so much misery and failure and just, awfulness for the next like five years <laughs> like this is going to be chasing him to his grave and beyond like not to get into any kind of spoiler territory but like man this is going to be something that just this is just shit like this is not going to be good for anybody yep. um this is when they get a knock at the door and ellen's back ellen managed to survive yep. the bomb uh so she said she was out getting pretzels when the bomb happened uh luckily enough she she managed to um get the map that Ash was working on, which is what Ash wanted to give to Dean and Bobby. And yeah, like it's a map of Wyoming. But there's marked on that are the locations of 
uh, these old abandoned cowboy churches. No, not cowboy churches. I don't want to use that descriptor just yet. But there are these, five, I guess, five churches, all all marked and all connected with railway lines. And at the center of it is an old cowboy cemetery. That's how they describe it. And, and it makes a things, uh, it makes a pentagram. Like these churches are yes. five points on a pentagram. Like it's and they very quickly realize like this is the biggest devil's trap we've ever seen. Yeah. Like they've got Samuel be, Colt, the guy who made the gun, yeah. he created the biggest the biggest biggest devil trust. Excuse me, devil's trap in America. <laughs> yeah, we really need to see some, uh, and I think we do at some point see like a, a Samuel Colt. But I, again, like, you talk about like your extended fiction stuff. Like this is a short; these are some short stories waiting to happen. Every the adventures of Samuel oh, yeah. Colt in the supernatural universe. Um, they they realize that maybe they Jake weren't. Now, right? Um, not quite yet. They they realize that they were not trying to. Uh, they're not trying to keep demons out of this. Or, wait, how does it work? That's right. They're, that's right. They're not yeah, trying, they're trying to keep, to keep something in. Like there's something around yeah. this this cowboy cemetery that they need to keep in. And that's when we go to Jake, and he's standing outside one of these railways because demons of full blood can't get in because it's all iron. And he's you know laced this stuff. It's a devil's trap. They can't get in or out. So yeah. he's sending the yellow eyed demon sending Jake across to do his dirty work for him. And that's when he whips out the colt, which you may recognize from season one, and says that it's a key. And uh, hands it to Jake, and there's like this showdown of um, like this is the only thing that in the world that can kill me with one shot. And of course, you know, Jake points it right at him, and I love the yellow eyed demon's response of "Wow, what a surprise! Could never have seen <laughs> <Yeah>. that happen." But <laughs> <laughs> he's basically like, if you kill me, you're screwed. Your family is screwed. But if you do what I say, we're going to create a new world, and you and your family, your mother, your sister, you're going to be royalty. Like you are going to be the kings in- <laughs> and queens of this world. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So good. Um, we fast He's forward really... to, to nighttime so we can have some uh, ambiance during our final yeah. showdown. Because so, uh, otherwise it was like right there in the middle of the day, which is fun. Um, so yeah, Jake walks in and goes to open up this crypt with using the cult as a key. Uh, and I love this scene too because you get like a full-on gang of hunters. Like Jake walks up and I think Sam shows up first, or maybe Dean does, and then you get they, they do the scroll around, and it's like it's our buddies, it's Bobby and Ellen and Dean and Sam, like all walking towards him. You know, that's yeah. a posse of hunters is kind of scary. Like that's a fun, cool thing. And uh, mm-hmm. but shit gets kind of real here because Jake sees Sam and he's like, "No, like you were dead. I killed you." Yeah, and Sam I- has to have his like angry, like, whippy <laughs> response, like, "Oh yeah, well next time finish the job." And Jake is like, "Uh uh-uh, uh, dude, I did." I cut through your fucking spinal cord. (laughs) And this is a side of Sam that um, I think is a, this is his biggest character turn and it's going to stay this way for, you know, the near future, certainly where all Sam wants to do is just kill Jake. He's really not even thinking about what's after that. He just wants to kill Jake. Um, Unfortunately, Jake has gotten new powers. So he forces Ellen to put the gun into her head and then, you know, threatens upon Ellen's death, you know, th- threatens the other guys like, hey, we're going to I'm going to kill Ellen if you don't drop your weapons, which they do. Uh, and then he turns around and opens the crypt with the gun, like literally using it as a key slash door handle, which looks kind of goofy, but also very cool. Right. Like, I yeah. think this is really works for yeah. me for some reason. It's cool to know that the cult wasn't just, you know, used for killing demons. It was also the key to this, like, insane lock. Yeah. It's basically, this is a door to hell. This is a door to hell. Yeah, this is a literal door to hell. Like they do some some bad CGI stuff right here where they open it up and like you can see like the flames coming out or whatever and like all of these demons are are starting to get out. Um this is <laughs> this is kind of a weird scene. So 
uh, Sam, Ellen, and Bobby run over to try to close the door, and like they're having to like exert all this, like you know, they're trying to push this door to close to try to get it to close, and which seems like, I mean, a little too too little too late at this point. The yellow demon shows up because now uh, the well, bars before, have been broken. The yellow eyes shows up. Mm-hmm. You have well, right when the door opens, Sam just fills Jake with bullets. Shoots oh, him from the, oh the back. yeah, oh just yeah. Shoot, just shoots. It's too late, but he he just fills him with bullets, and then Jake drops, and then you just see Sam standing there looking like a friggin' psychopath. Psychopath, uh, and then he he comes around, and you see Jake begging for mercy, and then Sam just executes him. He shoots him like five more times, and he basically empties the clip in his face, and like yeah. he does so with this weird expression that we're gonna see on almost every shoot <laughs> previously wrote yeah. so far <laughs> in season three of like he's looking fucking evil. Like he's got his eyes kind of squinched a little bit so he doesn't look he almost looks like he has demon eyes although he's not it's not quite there like right. but he looks like his all of his peoples are, are dark his and oof. blood splash on his face and it's just out of everything that they've done after like dean beating the shit out of people or beating the shit out of the impala in that one scene like this is the most violent thing we've seen so far it's excessive and there is absolutely no reason for him to shoot him more than he does and it's also it's sam doing it the guy who never wants to kill anybody Exactly. Like, and we saw this back in the vampire episode where we saw Dean like execute a vampire, but that was a literal vampire. Like, that was yeah. a that was a creature. Like that and, had. And also, you know, the only way to kill vampires is to cut their heads. Is off, to cut so. their heads off. Like, there's been, and you didn't, you know, as much as you can say about it. Like, he cut the head off, but he didn't like continually stomp on the head after it was cut off, like Sam is right. doing here. Like, he's continu- He's just emptying the clip, which is very, very vicious and violent. Um. But Yellow Eye Demon shows up and starts fucking with Dean and starts like kind of like throwing around telekinetically and like, you know, screwing with him and saying stuff like, well, you know, you brought Sam back, but is that and actually saying like, thank you, number one, like I thought yeah. Sam was off the board and you <laughs> I couldn't predict that you would do this, but look at you. You helped me out. This is great. So now I've got Sammy back because he's the one I wanted all the time. And uh, are you sure that it was? 100% Sam that you brought back which is a again a line that we're going to see in a lot of these episodes going forward because they're going to they're going to play on this is Sam really human thing uh, for a long time what's dead should stay dead what's dead he should stay dead to, fucking Dean Winchester Dean take yeah. your own goddamn advice sometime yeah. <laughs> what are you doing but then but then <laughs> and then motherfucking John's ghost comes back out of fucking nowhere CGI Jeffrey Dean Morgan comes walking out of hell to put yellow eyes in a bear hug I guess <laughs> yeah. Papa John shows up gives gives the demon a bear hug gives the yellow eyed demon a bear hug and uh, kind of rips the demon out of the body that he was inhabiting out of the host which like looks pretty mm-hmm. cool um, and that's where Dean grabs the, the cult aims it and we get this like really cool very evocative like from like the cameras pointed down the barrel of the gun at Dean he fires the bullet and you see like the engraved thing in the bullet and it goes right I thought it was going to be like the evocative shoot him right between the eyes thing but instead it shoots him right in the heart and we get the whole crackly holy yeah. shit what's happening thing and then he he's dead yeah there's no there's no one liners or anything like that it's just one bullet everything goes quiet the bullet goes into yellow eyes and he finally finally kills him <laughs> And could not have been possible without Papa John showing up, just yeah. showing just how much that he does not value his kids learning their own lessons. So, yeah. Great, and great dad, we John. Some, we get some great uh, green screen here, because clearly Jeffrey Dean Morgan couldn't be on set that day. <laughs> was definitely not um, in the same room as them. <laughs> so, you know, but John, he comes over to Dean, puts his hand on his shoulder, he smiles, he cries, uh, looks at Sam, smiles, cries some more, probably. Yeah. Um, 
and then John passes on. I guess he just disappears. Yeah, we see him. We see him kind of fade out to existence, and we know he's not going back to hell. So we just assume at this point, I guess, that either he's moved past all of these planes, or he's just literally gone to heaven. Um, yeah. And and by the way, Bobby and Joe have managed to close the door to hell, thankfully. So like, we don't have that whole drama happening anymore. And uh, Sam yeah, is no like, way. "Holy shit, Dean, you did it! Like you, you, you killed it! Like I don't even know what to say." And I, I think, love. I think Dean says, "Check that off the to do list." You check that off the to do list. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see like uh Dean's like iOS task list, right? <laughs> like get yeah. hamburger, resub to bustyagentbeauties.com, kill yellow eyed demon. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh glue Sam's yeah, hand to a beer bottle. Oh yeah. <laughs> so John literally climbed out of hell. Um yep. so that was a pretty big deal. And and their entire lives have also led up to this moment. Uh so that's that's also a pretty big deal. Who's the one that says that was for our mom, you son of a bitch? That's that Dean. Dean. Yeah, because right? uh, <laughs> Sam's like I don't know what to say and then that's what, what Dean responds with I do and says the line about that was for our mom. Um yeah. and Sam is obviously at this point is like you need to tell me and Dean does not about the whole Sam dying thing. So he just straight yeah. up straight up lies and then just changes his mind again and tells him the truth. He's like, oh yeah, totally. I made a deal and they cry about it a whole lot. And Sam kind of takes this as a challenge of like, I'm going to get you out of this deal. Like I'm going to do no matter what we have to do. This is like the, I think they had to end the season on a a kind of a high note in a way. Like obviously the big, the big secret has been revealed. um, But Dean just says, don't get mad at me. Like, don't, don't you do that. I had to, I had to look out for you. That's my job. And Sam doesn't even get mad at that. Obviously he's mad, but he's like, ah fuck like my big brother's being so nice right now like what am i even supposed to do (laughs) (laughs) like he literally sold his souls for me like that's so nice (laughs) that's so nice that's oh man that's that's really got to feel shitty too because like you have brothers and sisters and like anytime they do something nice to you you're like oh damn now i've got to be really nice to them for a little while like i have to think about it sam said he's like what do you think my job is sam basically is like you know i know i'm your little brother but you're my big brother and i would sacrifice for you too it isn't just about you so like we're we're gonna we're gonna do something and this time sam is vowing that he's going to save dean um meanwhile he's just like you know viciously murdered somebody but and our our kind of cliffhanger here which isn't really a cliffhanger I, I wouldn't consider this a cliffhanger um not nearly as much as the season one season finale where you know they get literally hit by a truck yeah. and then fade to black um is there's over like 200 demons got loose in this whole thing while the doors were open and so Dean there is, effectively was just an army of demons released. I'm yeah. <laughs> now they just have no general. Um, and Dean's like weirdly excited about this. Like he seems, yeah, he I seems that, super stoked about having to go hunt these demons. Like he's like, yeah, let's go hunt some shit. He's riding high off of just after finally killing yellow eyes. Yellow eyes yeah. He's, he's got a year <laughs> left. So he's like, you know what? Fuck it. We're just going to go kill some demons. Yeah. We're going to go do the thing. And I, he says the famous line from episode, episode one it's not really famous but where he, he drops the shotgun into the back seat and he says we got work to do that's that's how episode one ended after you know sam's house burned down or whatever he throws the shotgun and it says we got work to do so it's a nice little parallel there too yeah and uh of course bobby and uh ellen are freaked out but they're they're definitely on the hunt with them i wish we got to see the, them for the four of them drive away from this in the in the impala but we do not <laughs> that would have been pretty cool <laughs> i could have i could have given that scene um man what a, what a hell of a season finale for season two like having the yellow eye demon plot kind of wrapped up at this point and um at the same time expanding upon this this universe of like what the demons were act what their what the demon's goal was and all of these other characters and what they could have done and then 
why does Mary know about the demon or know who the dairy, excuse me, why does dairy, why does Mary know who the demon is? Uh, like that's the leaving some just breadcrumbs of like, what the fuck is going to happen? And of course our, our big question is like, how are they going to save Dean? Like, what are they going to do to be able to save Dean throughout this? And yeah, man, I'm, I, I'm so stoked. My, my, my wife today was like, what are we going to do tonight? And I was like, I don't know. Do you want to get the thing? Da, da, da. Oh yeah. Let's save that for dinner. And she's like, can we watch some more supernatural? I was like, yeah, we could totally watch more supernatural. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm, I'm excited to get a little head on, on, on watching some episodes. Cause man, I, I can't wait to get into season three. Oh yeah. We're definitely at a high point right now. It's good stuff. It is. It is. How do you, how do you feel about this episode overall? Like, are you, are these two episodes overall? I love these two episodes. They're so full of, of action and like huge moments happening. Uh, I like the, there's a big twist for Dean and that he just sold his God soul for, for Sam. And I like the twist for Sam is that he was just murdered and now he's come back and we don't really know what he is anymore because he just murdered somebody. All these demons got out. It's like, it is these two episodes. They do so much world building and opening things up. And now, you know, like season three, we got to save Dean and we got to kill these demons. Like they just, they're letting you know what's going on. I'd like that Bobby and Ellen were a bigger part of it. It's not just the boys on, on their own. You've Same. got some sort of resolution for John in these. Like you don't have to think like, oh, well, he's just burning in hell right now. Like he's he's out of the picture. He's been freed or passed on, whatever. We don't have to stress about that anymore. Um, yeah, yeah I because like the demons. Every time we met the demons, like they were very very proactive about telling da- Sam and Dean, like, oh yeah, saw your daddy today. He's down in hell. <laughs> so I'm glad we don't have to like worry about that. Like Papa Winchester at this point, like not only did they you know kill the yellow eyed demon, they saved his. They were managed to basically save their dad in the process. Um, and man, like I remember finishing these and going like man, how the hell are they going to fix dean like what are they going to be able to do to try to break this yeah. contract like this is going to get insane like and just being really really excited about what's coming next what like what is what is the thing that they're going to do right like what are they gonna like what kind of weird lore hoodoo crazy magic bullshit are they going to pull into this to try to make all this stuff work and i they're just getting very excited about it the moments oh, between yeah. dean and sam specifically at the at the early part of this episode where sam is still dead uh, man again just just fucking jared killing it and, and actor styles right like he's just fucking killing it oh yeah love all of this um this, this is yeah these are great episodes and i guess that's gonna that's gonna do us for this episode you think do we have any final thoughts we want to wrap up on i'm good season two is fucking great season two is so fucking good y'all like it's so great um this will be the the final episode of season two. Obviously next week we're going to do feedback. So if you would like to have us read your questions, you can go to monster of the week. Cool slash contact. You could also email us at monster of the week podcast at gmail.com, or you can DM us at M O T W cast on Twitter, or just send us a message or what have you. You have at the time that this will go out, um, you'll have, maybe a weekend. So if you're listening to this and you're like, Oh, I'm going to email them something later. Do it right now. Do it immediately. Send yeah. us right now so we can get it on there. Um, I do have some feedback that we missed on the first feedback episode. So I will have that. So if you do miss the deadline, it will get read. It just will be a while before you get to it. So, um, any kind of closing admin stuff you want to talk about, Chris? No, I, I think we got it covered. Cool. Well, I guess that's it. Thank you everyone for listening. This has been a, just an absolute delight to share this like kind of rewatch for me all the way through with all of you, the people that we're talking to on Twitter and all of the listeners that are out there listening. Like this has just been an absolute delight. So thank you everybody out there for listening. If you have a few minutes, like 
ratings and reviews on iTunes can really, really help us get the word out about the podcast. Seriously. Also, just telling your supernatural fans can really supernatural friends can not not, not your ghost friends, but your friends that are into oh, supernatural. Oh God, your don't friends tell, that are into shipping. Don't tell your werewolf friends about this podcast. I don't want werewolf. I, I'll, I'll, you know what? I do want werewolf fans. I think that'd be fun. It's pretty much. I think it. Uh, downloads like don't even really matter it's it's it all comes down to reviews like that's how other people find you that's what i've learned via I, itunes i literally so listened to us. a 70 minute podcast about this today and it's definitely that <laughs> <laughs> so please help us please do us a gigantic <laughs> favor and leave us itunes reviews like you get a write a little comment in and then other people will be like hey people wrote these people a comment they must be okay yeah check it out and you know as the show gets bigger we get to do more cool stuff like um fly out to meet jared and jensen in vancouver one day yeah we're gonna sure. get them on the show we're gonna get them on the 100 which is i'm something we need i'm, your guaranteed, iTunes I'm guaranteeing will happen if we get at least five <laughs> itunes reviews <laughs> yeah yeah thank you, thank you. So definitely makes sense um look forward yeah, to it most importantly thank you everybody for listening that's the big thing we love doing this show and we love like actually that people are get digging it so this has been a absolute blast um chris where can people find you on twitter you can find me at local bones on Twitter. Excellent. You can find me at JG Greer. I mentioned you can find the podcast at monster of the Please come check us out. Thank you for listening. And we will see you next week with your questions. If you're constantly like putting in 100% effort, people are still going to get tired of you. People are still going to expect more from you. So if you're putting in like 50% tops, when you do put in 100%, people are like so touched, like babies cry, like everybody's just so happy. Absolutely. Under promise and over deliver. That's that's what I try to do. That's right. That's what we've been doing with this podcast. you how's it going it's going really well how are you i'm good i went for a run that's why i said my legs didn't work i was i was like i thought he was like driving today i didn't know like driving was so stressful on your legs no i got home and i was like you know what you know what chris this is what we're gonna do today we have the day (laughs) off it's nice and sunny out for once let's do this and i it was like six minutes later i was like if i had a gun i would put it in my mouth right now this is this is terror (laughs) that's hilarious working out sucks yeah it's so fucking awful (laughs) actually when i was right coming home i passed my wife and she was on the way to the gym so i feel super bad well you know what? We can't all be fucking perfect, okay? Only Autumn. That's it. I agree. We Only Autumn can be perfect. People like her need people like us to make them feel better about their accomplishments. Yeah, for a while, um, the doorknob to our front door was kind of loose, and I, I tried to tighten it up like usual, and it wouldn't wouldn't tighten up like something had broken inside it. And it got to the point where you would have to like crank it and like with one hand and then turn it more with your other hand in order to even get the fucking door open. 
And uh, while Autumn was gone one day, I just went out to Lowe's and bought a new doorknob and replaced the whole fucking assembly. Done. And uh, she got home and like she was like, oh, wow, this is so nice. This is so good. I can't believe how much nicer this is than the old one. And I was like, yeah, just think. If I hadn't let it get that bad by being lazy, you wouldn't be so appreciative right now. It would have just worked <laughs> the same way as it always does. <laughs> Point to the lazy guy. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Um, speaking of this podcast, what is the road so far? Is this okay? Like what I've got in there right now? It's not funny. Sam and Dina traveled all over the country chasing leads for one thing. The final confrontation with the yellow eyed demon, despite vampires, killer clowns, pervy necromancers, and everything in between the brothers. Um, yeah, no, that's fine. Okay. I'm trying to think of, uh, have the boys come close to like, have the boys hugged yet this season? No, they haven't. We can't even mention that. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> also, I'm, I'm just now thinking I might start coughing a lot because, because I ran. Yeah, you got all that nicotine like, knocked out of your lungs? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, it won't be an, an issue. Um, it's also the first time I've spoken today. Now that I, now I realize it. Uh, I went out and got coffee, but no, no, I, yeah, no. I, I said my coffee order. So are you? Uh, are you? Are you? Thought you t- thought you were like taking your dad to work or something? No, that was yesterday. Oh, sorry, I got confused. Yeah, he. Um, so, so you he, just have the day retiring. off again today? I took I took vacation to play Persona Five. That's um, fucking awesome. <laughs> my dad caught wind of the fact that I was home yesterday, so he was like, "Oh, hey!" So he had to go into Boston um, to some orientation for some new job because he, he retired or he's retiring from his other job of like thirty five years and just is doing some like part time thing. But he had to go into the city, and there was no parking there. And he was like, "I don't want to take the train. Do you want to?" Uh, want to drive me in i was like father no and then he made me feel really bad so i was like father fine i will <laughs> father fine and then i had to go but i was like about to leave and i was like wait um how are you getting back and he's like well you're gonna have to pick me up i was like you son of a bitch oh yeah so you just had to hang in the city for a while yeah mm. is traffic in boston still a fucking nightmare like i was there <laughs> in 19 19- probably or maybe like 2000 the year 2000 and it was a fucking nightmare i guess it's probably a little bit better because the big dig was going on back then the big dig Um, was going on back then i remember that i don't even remember exactly what that was i just know that at some point during it they were digging the tunnel i think they were digging a tunnel um and then at some point one of the the parts of the the ceiling fell off and like crushed a woman in her car so they're like oh boy the big dig is getting delayed again um yeah, I don't know. I was like 10 then, Jeremy, so I don't know what you want to tell yeah, you. You're, so, you're such a baby, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Babies don't know anything about traffic. That's for old That's men to talk That's about. true. Do you want me to tell you about the traffic in Louisiana today? Sure. Of course you don't. That's, that sounds like a terrible podcast. Uh, breaking news, by the way. My, uh, I just got a notification on my phone that my Stardew valley collector's edition was just delivered to my house so yeah i got that let me see 22 minutes ago i got that notification i really <laughs> wanted to say something <laughs> that's fucking great uh, <laughs> i can't wait to get into that guy man it's gonna be so much fun it might, get, wait. it might get me back into playing that game again because i've kind of fell off a little bit yeah me too oh man that's so I, funny i, I seriously I considered something <laughs> Oh. I seriously considered buying a Vita just so I could like play it in the bed or whatever, just because so, I'm sure a remote play would work fine on a game like that. Oh so. yeah, I'm sure. 
Um. <laughs> I acquiesced to it very. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you were you were very nice quickly. about the whole thing. I agree. I um. Oh man, I've listened like I started listening to this podcast called The Podcast Method. Oh. And it's this dude just uh, like talking about what <laughs> You're makes. You're listening to podcasts about podcasts about podcasts about, about okay. Pipkist. Uh, okay, and it's it's like cool, right? Like it's it's I don't know, man. Like this dude's been podcasting professionally since like 2006, so like obviously he knows what the fuck he's doing. But man, it's just it's super dry. <laughs> like it's interesting stuff. Like the second episode, he brought over his audio engineer, and they talked about like what an audio compressor actually does for your audio and how it works. So now, like. Other than just like twisting the knobs to make it sound good, I kind of know how it how it actually works. But like, man, very dry. I don't think I can listen to another episode today. Well, maybe when you're like tired, you want to go to sleep, put it on. There you go. <clears throat> Unlike uh, S Town, which just left me feeling emotionally vulnerable all morning. Yeah, <clears throat> I finished that. I think I was uh, messaging you about it at the time. Saying, oh yeah, I got one episode left, and then I looked at my thing and was like, I have eight minutes left in the last episode. Fuck. Oh, <laughs> like, no. Like, it's not going to get any better. I'm not- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, how sad is that? Like, that whole, that dude's whole steez is just sad. Like, everything about it is just like. It's like when everybody started it, I don't know if I already said this last week, but when everybody started the podcast and they were uh, posting all like the funny gifts and like, oh, this guy looks like Zach Galifianakis. I was like, yes, he does. But God damn it! Just wait till episode man, two, dog. <laughs> like I don't even want to joke about it. <laughs> it's, it's very sad. Poor John B. Yeah, fascinating human being. I'm glad that that podcast existed. I just watched a video because this is what I do on Sunday nights of Jared and Jensen at some convention. And somebody asked them what their like favorite memories or what their favorite season was, and then their like best memory from each season. Jared obviously said season four because he met his wife or something like that. But then they just like trying to come up with shit that happened each season, and neither of them could remember anything. Anything, yeah. Hey, Clarissa, <laughs> do you remember what we talked about on episode two of this podcast, which was approximately like like three months ago? Three months ago? <laughs> nope. nope, not at all. to call me on your bro phone. <laughs> <laughs>